This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The B.C. government has released the names of 10 municipalities that will be required to hit housing targets, and they include Vancouver, North Vancouver, West Van, Delta, Abbotsford, Port Moody, among others. To hit those targets, it will mean more multi-unit structures uh, instead of the big single-family home, more townhomes, more legal suites, more density. So what happens if these districts don't meet the targets? Well, they will risk being overruled by the housing ministry who could step in and pretty much take over, uh, it appears. It's a bold step, and uh, BC's housing minister, Ravi Kalon, made the announcement today, and uh, he is with us now. Hi, thanks for being here. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Great. Now, we talked to Michael Geller earlier, the uh, you know city planning expert, and he had a theory that the municipal governments might actually like this plan because uh, it gives them someone to blame. Well, well uh, you know, I respect Mr. Geller, and, uh, and, uh, and if, if that's what local governments need to get housing built, uh, then they blame away. Um, <laughs> but in the end, uh, the goal for us is uh, to get housing built. And, you know, we have a major challenge right now, which is uh, housing is just completely unaffordable for people. Coming out of the pandemic, we've seen a, an increase in people uh, coming to British Columbia for economic opportunities. We need that. We welcome that. But that means we have to keep up with building housing at that pace. And so, um, you know, whatever it takes for local governments to to get to those targets, whether it's blaming me or just, you know, going to their community and and using the targets and and making a community plan uh, where we want to see the housing built. So whatever it takes. So what's the response been like from the municipal governments? Uh, Have they been supportive of the plan for the most part? Yeah, I would say for the most part, um, you know, majority of the communities have said, you know, listen, we understand, uh, you know, I think most of them appreciated that we didn't just randomly pick communities. Uh, it was informed by data. We, we, we created a, a pretty comprehensive model that looks at uh, housing needs, uh, existing infrastructure and communities, uh, and also how much housing we're going to need to get to affordability levels. And, uh, and so with that, we were able to uh, select these first 10 communities. I think uh, providing them that information assured them that this was, uh, you know, being done in a very methodical way. And in the coming weeks, Martin, we're going to be um, sitting down. Our staff will be sitting down with local government staff and saying, here's what we believe the housing targets should be for the community. After about 30 days, we'll be making that uh, public. And then the community has time to go away. The leadership has time to go away and, uh, and have a conversation about where they would like to see that housing being built. Right. And so what types of housing, what are examples of what we are going to see in uh, Vancouver, North Van, West Van Delta? Um, What kind of structures are you talking about? Well, uh, there will be a variety. Uh, And so this is not just about putting high rises in every community. In fact, it's it's actually saying the opposite. It's saying, you know, there will be places where there's high risers. There, there will be places where you'll have additional density because perhaps you have SkyTrain or, or, or uh, heavy transit coming through the area. Uh, but it also includes 
some smaller scale multi-housing. You know, uh, instead of building one giant house that houses, uh, you know, a couple of people, perhaps they have to look at that structure and be able to break it up so that uh, multiple families can uh, live in it. And so, you know, in the end, uh, what I've said to the mayors uh, that I've had a chance to speak to to tell them that this was going to happen is that this is about making sure that both young families have a place here in British Columbia. They can see an opportunity to raise their kids, perhaps in the same community that they grew up in, but also to ensure that there's options available for uh, seniors to have their grandkids living near them as well. So this is about healthy communities and and making sure people have opportunities here in British Columbia. And what's the process when it comes to planning? Um, Because there's a lot of concern that it's just going to be lots of high-rises and lots of high-rises and very dense. But, like, what are you thinking about in terms of planning and trying to avoid that? Well, it doesn't have to be. And and that's the the beauty of this uh, conversation that we're having, is that there's a lot of ways to get people to be able to have housing without having high-rises. And I'm not saying high-rises are bad, so for some communities, they have areas where they think that's where they should be. But, you know, the ability to be able to have more than one family living in, in, a, in a single family lot is the type of example I want to give. And, you know, since we uh, announced, Martin, that we're going to be bringing in, uh, allowing up to four units on single family lots, I've had um, the seniors come up to me and say, you know what, this means when we redevelop our home, we can have units for all our kids to live on, uh, which is amazing. I've had young people come to me and say, our friends are getting together, we're looking to buy a house and we're going to build something and all four of us are going to have our families living on the same lot and so this is the type of interesting intergenerational type of uh, living area that we want to create so that people can also age in place and have their kids around them I mean that's that's what healthy communities are about and I think there's a way to to have that in all communities in BC. Yeah that's that's clearly the future I guess these big sort of monster homes with just a one generation family that it's kind of a thing of the past really. Yeah, I mean, and, and they'll still be built in some places because some people want them. And if they, if they want them and they can afford them, the, you know, the market will deliver. They'll continue to have that. But what we're saying is it shouldn't be the only thing that you're allowed to build. Uh, there should be options available for people to be able to build different type of housing to the level that they can afford. And, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do here is give more options. And the housing targets that we're going to place in communities is about that. But it's about saying it's not just unit count. We're not saying just here's how many units you're going to build. But we're saying let's start looking at it more holistically. You know, how many one bedrooms, how many two bedrooms, how many three bedrooms? You know, how do we ensure that uh, if, a, if a police officer or a teacher lives in your community or a nurse lives in your community, that they actually can find the type of housing that they need in the community? Uh, and so all these things can be done. Uh, we're not the first jurisdiction to have this difficult conversation. Uh, New Zealand, California, there's a lot of places that are having it. Uh, I think it can be done. In fact, I believe it will be done. Right. And I guess it's going to get uh, really easy all of a sudden to get a, a permit for your basement suite in your house. Well, this fall, we're going to be allowing it. I mean, uh, we still want the units to be up to code. We still want the safety standards there. But, uh, you know, no community after this fall will be able to say, we don't want rental suites. Uh, that is something we've committed to doing. In fact, uh, one of the initiatives we're going to be launching is uh, we hear often from people who say, listen, I don't have the money to renovate my space, but if I did, I would create a rental suite. We're going to be uh, launching an innovative program, which will provide loans for individuals that want to do that, and then it becomes non-repayable over time if they rent it 
at, uh, to a, a renter below market rates. So we're looking at all innovative solutions to get more housing stock on the, on the market. Uh, and every idea is a good one. We, we explore all opportunities, and, and, and that's what we need in this type of situation. And is it going to get easier to get building permits? Well, it better. Uh, you know, that's one of the big challenges we have ahead of us. Uh, we've been uh, talking to our local government partners. We've actually taken the steps provincially to significantly increase our resources for provincial permits. Now, that's a small portion of all the permits involved in housing, but we didn't want it to be us saying, you know, you need to be better. We have to be better as well. And, and we've started taking those steps. And part of that, Martin, will be uh, complete digital reform. I mean, you know, there, the, gone are the days where an application comes in uh, on paper. Like, we just can't be doing that anymore. Uh, we have too many communities that are still looking at paper applications. Uh, some of the work we'll be doing in the coming months and leading into next year will be to start digitizing a process so we can start getting more automatic compliance checks. And, and, and then the staff we have can be used for uh, more uh, diverse projects, projects perhaps that require more density and more oversight. So th- these are all the things that are in play right now. Right. And it sounds like there's really not a lot of pushback from the governments. They're, they're playing ball. So do you foresee a, a pretty, uh, you know, sort of nice, you're going to play nice with everybody? Well, in the end, Martin, I think uh, most mayors uh, that I've spoken to understand that we're in a housing crisis and they hear from their constituents. I mean, you know, if you've got a home, uh, you're not immune from it. I mean, I talk to people who own homes who say, I don't understand how anyone else can afford to live in that community right now. And so there's an understanding now that is, I think, greater than there's ever been, that we need to find creative ways, quicker ways to get housing built uh, and and housing that people can afford. And so uh, I haven't had a mayor uh, say to me, hey, the housing is not needed in my community. Now, some have more challenges because... Uh, their, uh, you know, residents in their communities, not always many, but some come to them and say nothing. We don't want anything here. And that's a real challenge for local governments. But overwhelmingly, majority of councillors and mayors are like, yeah, we get it. Uh, you know, whether it's their constituents or whether it's, you know, young people in their family, everyone knows we need to have more supply available. And, and so I expect um, that we're going to have cooperation because really that's the best way to get things done. Right. And if this does work, you get lots more built. It's obviously going to affect rents, I guess, and maybe ease the rents, but it's going to take a while. So what's the plan for that? Well, you know, the frank reality, Martin, is we got here after 30 years of underinvestment in housing. Uh, This is not something that just happened. Uh, It was just governments not wanting to invest in housing. Uh, You know, this idea that somehow government can just get out of the way and the problem will be solved is false because we had governments that decided they're going to get out of the way and we've got the challenge that we're in now. And so I'm not under any illusion that, uh, you know, in in the next six months, a year to two years, we're going to have a completely solved. But what I'm saying is, uh, you know, the status quo, uh, you know, relitigating decisions that have already been made, uh, all these things uh, have to change. And that's, this is the first step in that direction. Well, Robbie, you have a, a large, uh, job ahead of you, and I wish you all the best of luck. Well, thank you, Martin. And uh, I was hoping you were going to end it by saying you get the tickets to the hockey game, but uh, <laughs> I guess I'll have to go online and buy my own uh, tickets. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no soccer <laughs> tickets. Thanks. That's BC's yeah, uh, okay. ha- Housing Minister Ravi Kalon.